Here's the thing about new Cherry Vanilla Coke. Though cherries named first, all the flavors taste just as great. I mean, it could have just as easily been Vanilla Cherry Coke, or it could have been Coke Cherry Vanilla. And since it's two amazing flavors of Coke, it might have been Coke Vanilla Cherry Coke or Cherry Vanilla Coke Coke. <clears throat> Unless you're in France, which would make it Le Coke de la Vanilla de la Cherry de la Creme. New Cherry Vanilla Coke, so good together. And New Cherry Vanilla Coke Zero Sugar, same great taste, zero sugar. This episode is powered by Safety FM. This podcast is being sponsored by SafetyConsultantBlueprint.com. Hey, this is Sheldon Primus with the Safety Consultant Podcast. That's the podcasting show where I help you with the business of being a safety consultant. Um, this is a, just a special announcement. I actually was going to do a tip of the week that was going to go cover the coronavirus, the COVID-19. And the more I was doing it, the more I, it really turned out to be a little mini show or announcement. So I'm going to post it as that. So at the start, you're going to hear me say it's the tip of the week, or you might hear me say at the end of the tip of the week, but I was really kind of thinking about it. I was like, man, I, I got to put this on its own. So um, uh, just just bear with me. And I really feel it's my responsibility in my platform just to be able to spread what I feel is the truth and give you some tips. This is just a jump off point, jump off point for you to do some critical thinking with your organization but I really feel like uh, like this could get your mind going. So that's really what it is. Think of it as a, a verbal mind map for you. And truly with the verbal mind map, I want you to start thinking of how you could uh, go even further than what I'm talking to you about so that you could have a business continuity plan going and protect yourself and your workers, right? So uh, just listen up as best you can. And um, and truly, I was just going to make this a tip of the week, so that's why I even mentioned it as such. But it's 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 blown up a little bit more than that, all right? So I will uh, see you at the next regular episode. And um, But uh, just get as much as you can from this one. All right. Welcome back to the show. And first and foremost, I'd like to thank you for listening to this podcast. And I really want to just ask you to do me a huge favor. Uh, whatever device you're listening to me on, whatever service you're listening to me on, just kind of as long as you're not driving, take a look, see if it says subscribe on there. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. And if you can, it'll be even great if you could drop by iTunes and leave me an iTunes review. Uh, that does help the show. It promotes the show better. And uh, also, if you feel like the show could help someone else that's in your circle of friends or your circle of influence, go ahead and share it with them, too. Uh, I do talk about safety consulting, but as you can tell, I also talk about things that are happening in the world and then also safety culture and anything else that has to do with the field and Anything that actually interests me, tell you the truth. Now, one of the things I learned from uh, Jay Allen, who is, uh, if you get a chance to go to safetyfm.com, listen to the Jay Allen show, or even better, download the Safety FM app. And in the Safety FM app, you'll see a whole array of different shows that you can listen to. You got a 24 hour cycle 
of safety going on that time so go ahead and download that app uh, and I also want to tell you you can go to safetyconsultant.us safetyconsultant.us say it again safetyconsultant.us and that is the membership site that I started that's going to give you some extra help in being a safety consultant so just go ahead and stop by there safetyconsultant.us sign up and uh, get involved get your business going all right so this tip of the week is a serious one i really want to make sure that i'm going to help you out not only professionally if you're going to offer any services related to covid19 which is the coronavirus that's going around worldwide right now but then also uh, this is just some things to think about if you are the consultant to help someone with a business continuity plan okay so uh, I really thought about this recently because I live in America, as you guys know, and right now America is kind of struggling with this messaging. So we have some health professionals that are telling us to really start being prepared right now and they're sounding an alarm. But then we have a political side of our government that is downplaying it. And it's just something that I find very dangerous as a safety professional and I want to make sure that I do my part to get some information out there. So first and foremost I'm going to start by telling you some resources. WHO World Health Organization they have a full resource site on COVID-19 and that site also will include an online course that you could take for free so if you haven't done that it is great to do if you want to point your clients to that, do that. It's a really wonderful thing. They even show you how to do uh, put on the N95 mask and when it's appropriate to have an N95 mask. And that's a wonderful thing to learn. And then there's a few other things in there. They break it down video by video by video in a very unique form. So I really feel that that should be your first place to start because that is on a global scale. Locally, for us in the U.S., I would go to the CDC, and that's not housed under OSHA in the CDC Center for Disease Control. You would actually have to go outside of the OSHA website because it's housed under a different website. So uh, you would actually have to go to cdc.org, and if you go to NIOSH, N-I-O-S-H, which is a research arm of OSHA, uh, that's also outside of OSHA, so you have to go to cdc.gov. Um, I think they said .com before, so it should be cdc.gov backslash NIOSH. But right now, just cdc.gov is going to give you the, the best information that you're going to need there. And again, it's going to give you the coronavirus and anything related to that. Just go ahead and kind of scroll through their travel advisories, everything else. It's got a wonderful uh, resource site available for you. And go ahead and just look at it. It's like right on the home page. So right now we're kind of treating it as a flu. So you're going to kind of think of symptoms and everything else. So I'm on the CDC website right now. And this is what they read for current understanding. So current understanding about how the virus that causes coronavirus disease 2019 that's why they're calling COVID-2019 because the coronavirus has been around for a long time. But this strain that developed in 2019 is what they're calling COVID-19. 
spread is largely based on what is known about similar coronaviruses. COVID-19 is a new disease and there is more to learn about how it spreads, the severity of illness it causes, and what extent it may spread in the U.S. So person-to-person -person spread, the virus is thought to spread mainly from person-to-person -person between people who are close contact with one another within six feet through respiratory droplets produced when the infected person coughs or sneezes. These droplets can land in the mouths or noses of people who are nearby or possibly have inhaled into their lungs. Spread from contact with infected substances or objects, that's the other category that the CDC is saying, they say that, that it may be possible that a person can get the COVID-19 by touching a surface or objects that has uh, the virus on it and when touching their own mouth, nose, and possibly their eyes, but this is not thought to be the main way the virus spreads. Okay, so now we're gonna think of this in the safety terms, right? Two terms we always think about in safety is hazard control. Uh, if you're gonna get a citation, you have to have hazard, and you gotta exposure, not control, excuse me, hazard exposure. You have to have a hazard and then you have to have exposure so this is what the hazard is as far as the the um the corona covid 19. how easily does it spread that's the next thing that it's looking at and it says the virus that causes covid 19 seems to be spreading easily and sustainably in community so that's community spread in some affected geographic areas, community spread means people have been infected with the virus in an area, including some who are not, not sure how they have been infected. So you'll see that if you're traveling across the globe, you just be advised with the, the travel bans right now. So that is the issue right now, right? So let's focus on the person-to-person -person spread, even though contact spread yeah, we don't know that much, but uh, let's stick to the one that we definitely know that there'll be an issue. So if you're thinking safety and health, you're thinking your business, you're thinking uh, business continuity plan, because uh, in all pandemics, they say in sometimes you could lose 60% of your wor workforce or greater because of that. So that means you're going to have to think of all the things that you do and how are you going to keep your business running, how are you going to, especially for your utility, and you have to have drinking water, wastewater services, electric services, uh, all the things that you would look for for a utility for sustaining the health of the, the community, basically, as well as public sector workers, you know, garbage services, recycling, all those things. So how are you going to keep that going, especially if you're in that type of business or consulting for that type of business? So the thing you have to really think about in the hazard, so again, hazard and control, you want to think of the best way that you're going to, now that we know the hazard spread person to person, how are we going to control this? There's no way of eliminating it unless you start doing some things such as staying home. And if you do advise workers to stay home, then do you have a plan in place for payment for those workers? Do you have things for them to do while they're at home? 
and then also what will happen when you have to actually um, let's say you have a regulatory agency such as a national pollution elimination elimination system discharge program uh, NPDES also I think we got the acronym wrong there but uh, that's what I used to have when I was a wastewater operator and uh, plant manager so therefore that means my permit told me everything I was allowed to do in order to treat this wastewater and get it to uh, effluent that was going to be useful for society afterwards so even down to my staffing I had to have a certain amount of staff for every shift per my permit so in this situation I would call my Florida Department of Environmental Protection where I was working at the time and say hey DP what can I do here to maybe use SCADA system SCADA is supervisory control and data acquisition that's all the controls you see in manufacturing you see in plants that have pumps and motors and vats and uh, anything with level indicators anything with pumps with run times where you start and start uh, usually those are going to be running off of a SCADA system so now if I can monitor this stuff at home I may only have one worker instead of a staff of five I am now reducing the spread of COVID-19 because I've got that ability so those are some of the things I'm thinking about also if you're thinking about allowing people to stay home to do work if you have that then well make sure you're not counting that as sick time or anything like that because some people are thinking at the end of the year they're going to get that bonus and now they could use it for something else so you might have to address that that portion so it's not counted as sick time it's counted as something else so hr is going to have to get involved safety is going to have to get involved management line frontline supervisor we're all going to have to talk about this and, and try to figure out how we're going to control that exposure the N95 masks are the ones that they're saying right now that are going to help control if it's an effective person and sneezing or anything like that so you can cover your mouth but it's not covering your eyes either so it can get into your eyes so the N95 may be giving people uh, a sense of security yes and it's an awareness factor but people are buying these things out so if your business actually needs N95 for doing your work you need to get these yourself so to make sure that you're gonna have this and you should start brainstorming to say is are there any engineering controls we could do where we don't need PPE so you can keep going down that administrative control uh, excuse me engineering control administrative and PPE so the N95 is the PPE but if there's a way that you can actually get the job done with an engineering control where you don't need the PPE then now you can start really really helping yourself uh, you're also going to have to look at your staff and tell your staff hey please do not take this N95 mask with you home uh, unless you give them a certain amount that they could use but you have to start thinking about business continuity because this might be for the long haul so you're going to end up having to you know make sure that you guys still have enough to do whatever you need to do uh, as far as your your work in order you know do a warehouse inventory the basics right make sure that you have uh, your warehouse is is ready and uh i do i forgot to tell you there is a hotspot map and this hotspot map is coming from 
um, uh, let's see, I'm gonna go back to it. Uh, this one is John Hopkins University. So if you were to go to uh, systems.jhu.edu, uh, then you could actually get a tracking map for COVID-19. They have a desktop version and they have a mobile vers version and it's coming from um, from John Hopkins University. So at the time of this recording, which is Sunday, March the 1st, I see 20, uh, excuse me, 87,470 confirmed cases. Uh, we're at 2,990 cases of total deaths. And out of recovery, we have 42,607 people that have been recovered from uh, this illness. So that's the totals. Uh, I'm looking down and it looks like where I am for US, we've gone up to 72 cases. Uh, in the U.S., some have been recovered and some have not. Uh, but right now, at the time of this recording on Sunday, March the 1st, there's 72 cases in the U.S., and that's also uh, something that may that number is going to jump, in my opinion, because the testing capability. So yes, we could say there's so many states that don't have it, but there's so many states that haven't tested. So in that way, you got to make sure that you're getting the correct amount of infections from testing. So uh, that's a, an important one. So let's go through the next thing. And I know this is a, a longer tip of the week and it should be really its own writer episode. So who knows? I might end up doing that anyway. But uh, some of the things that you're going to have to start controlling is behaviors. So some things like handshakes. Uh, wearing gloves, um, making sure you have primary and secondary protection if you have exposed cases or uh, even known cases. Uh, hand sand is always a good one, right? Uh, public gathering, so if your facility is about to do a Christmas, well, not Christmas time, an Easter party or Easter, Easter gathering with uh, your family members of your workers, then you might want to cancel that if there start being some cases in your state you know known cases in your area then you're really gonna have to start uh, doing that so for me my action item for my family is the same as I think most people are we're gonna get supplies we're gonna be ready as far as we know uh, the things that will help and then if there's any cases in our area and I would say within I don't know a two three hour driving area and again I'm not a professional uh, however I'm just trying to look through this critically thinking and logically so then I could probably ramp up what we really need to do about getting into public uh, gatherings church same thing we might end up having to look at Catholic TV for a while instead of going to mass uh, anything that we could do telecommunication I do a lot of telecommunication for my personal business uh, so therefore, you know, that's going to help, but maybe if I have some classes coming up in some areas that do have known cases, I might have to start thinking about what's our cancellation plans. Uh, again, we should start looking at engineering controls such as uh, anything ventilation-wise, anything that's a barrier that you could use, or even administrative controls as manipulating your work schedule and 
uh, all kinds of things that you could think of that is a work rule. So the community, you're going to have to really start thinking things that can, or areas where this can spread. And that's going to be schools and churches and in hospitals and uh, restaurants, malls, you know, grocery stores, child care. Children right now, I don't think there's many cases that I know of. If there are any cases that you guys know of, then that's going to add a new wrinkle to it. But transportation, where if you get to go on a plane, on a bus, any of that stuff, you're really going to have to start thinking about. So again, behavior such as handshaking, hugs, uh, door handles, and touching those, you're going to have to be really aware of those. Phones, rails, anything that you're going to really have to be aware of. So that means your policy for holding handrails as you're going up and down stairs you know, that means you're going to have to end up having extra precautions on sanitary conditions. So I would really look for sanitary conditions in that way. Because yes, you want people, you don't want to create a greater hazard from, you know, saving yourself from uh, uh, other hazards. So that's the uh, principle to safety, right? And, you know, touching money, all kinds of stuff. So I don't want to be an alarmist in any way. All I want to do is just build awareness as to the situation. So check out the hotspot map whenever you can. It's a great map coming from John Hopkins University. So you want to really uh, get a good eye on your area and what's going on or travel areas that you're going to be going to. And then the other thing is just, you know, I would go with the medical professionals. So truly listen to the medical professionals on this thing as opposed to political appointees or, or political people that have an agenda. So um, medical, that's going to be your best information. The World Health Organization as well as the CDC, they have great information. Whatever country you're in, I wish you well. And I feel that if you again follow the guidance and recommendation for whatever your health department is telling you what the medical professionals are telling you you can't go wrong there so all right that's a long one you know for sure it's not what i usually do as far as tip of the week yeah so that might end up being like a its own episode i'm really trying to play this out this might just be a, a special episode i'm i'm trying to figure that out in my head all right hang in there everyone um send shoot me a letter an email sheldon at sheldonprimus.com or sheldon at safetyconsultant.us tell me what you feel uh, if you got a, a new tip or anything a resource you need me to share with others i will do that as well all right so enjoy the rest of your week and i will see you next monday this episode has been powered by safety fm Whether you're streaming, gaming, video chatting, or doing it all at once, GigSpeed Internet from Xfinity makes you a multitasking champion. That's simple, easy, awesome. Learn more about GigSpeed Internet or ask about other popular plans. Enjoy faster downloads, more of the gaming you love, and a better streaming experience on all your devices. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store to get a great offer. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.